0: Go for liftoff in T-30. Hit the record button.
1: Welcome, to another episode of Italo's Black, Black Radio. This is Italo speaking. I have another uh, guest. Uh, We're I'm in between a series, by the way. Whoever's listening, <clears throat> about the dark triad, and I've had uh, Joshua Wills has been coming in to talk about the dark triad and what does it mean, and so this is like a in between. Um, in Between that, I'm, we're doing an interview, I'm doing an interview with Marcel who is uh being, yeah, hi. <laughs> now I can't see you still. Can you say hi?
0: Hi, how are you all doing? Can you there, hear me? There you go, yeah. All no, right, okay.
1: Whenever you speak, is when anyway, you know what nice. I'm saying. So, welcome back, Marcel. How, how's it going? How's it been? It's
0: a pleasure to be back. Everything is. It's flowing, you know, it's my it's my word I like to use. It's flowing. Um just just I'm trying to observe everything as the the ner- the noticer and not the active participant, just noticing things as it flows along and you know learning from ups and downs as it flows. So it's flowing. How is everything going with you?
1: It's flowing. Good. <laughs> it's flowing. Yeah. I love yeah, that. I love that. It was a struggle, right? So if something happens along the way, but and we kind of have been talking off the air about um, something that's been happening. So um, where do we start? Um, We're going to start... I don't know. Where should we start? (laughs) Because we're talking about labels and we're talking about boundaries.
0: Um, Oh, yeah. Let's get right into boundaries. You know, I think it's important to to honor boundaries. And this is in all areas of life, whether you're in a work environment, um, you're in a friendship with your peers, you're in a relationship with your partner, and even with your family, most importantly with your family, because there seems to be times with family members that they feel like they can just overstep because they're family, but no, Hard boundaries are important, and setting boundaries, you shouldn't feel bad for them. Your boundaries are your boundaries, and no one outside of you should have the power to determine what a boundary is for you. I believe you know, you're know, you entitled to your boundaries. You have your boundaries for a reason, and it's when you honor your boundaries, you find yourself in a better place vibrationally, um, and you tend to attract That which you deserve in your life, whether it be a promotion, or it be a healthy relationship, or even respect from your peers and family, you know, when you honor your boundaries, you're saying, "Hey, I will not accept this."
1: Right. When do you realize you have to set boundaries? Because I, I, I only learned about boundaries uh, recently, about four years ago, five, and I never knew because nobody taught me. You know, or my parents didn't taught me. Um, maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't want me to know. Uh, so when did you realize you had to set boundaries? Well,
0: I want to you- say, you know, I, I never grew up learning um, boundaries and, and having boundaries either. And as I got older, I, t- I started realizing that, you know, even as an adult now, I start to think about how You know, I, you know, my mom didn't have it figured. My mom was a single mom, you know, but she was still becoming her own as an adult and she was still trying to figure it out. And so as I get older, I look back and I'm like, you know, I never learned certain things, but she was still learning certain things on her journey. And so maybe I wasn't meant to learn the boundaries from her and that's okay, but for me i learned about boundaries in the work field because for so long i worked and i gave my all and i was a yes man and all i wanted to do was please my boss and do whatever they wanted i would work on holidays i wouldn't use my time off and i'd come home and i would feel drained and i'd be like something's got to give but you know what I got to hold myself accountable because I didn't set healthy workplace boundaries in the beginning. So why am I complaining about about something having to give when I'm the one that hasn't set boundaries? So now it starts to – so I have to put it on me first, and it starts with holding yourself accountable. And then as you hold yourself accountable and you say, look, okay, I can do this better now, now that I know, and I will set this boundary and I will voice my opinion.
1: All right. Sorry, guess, my
0: nose is itchy, but the allergy's going.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, I guess we it comes with knowing knowing your knowing yourself a little bit more, right? <clears throat> like I didn't know I didn't know I was saying yes when I meant to say, when I meant to say no. <clears throat> and how it would make me feel upset, it would make me feel frustrated that I couldn't just say it. I couldn't just because I wanted to appear uh nice i wanted to be you know as a person who's willing to help and everything but sometimes it came it came at a price
0: yeah it does and it will because you, you're you want to please people and that's a natural thing you want to you don't want them to think otherwise of you and what happens is because you you want to please others and you don't want to think of any any way other than you they start to take advantage of it because they're like, okay, this person is just going to say yes. How dare you say no? Once you start saying no, or what's wrong? And they make you feel guilty, and and then that's how you start to weed out who is right in your life and who isn't, and who is who has good intentions for you and who doesn't. And then you know you start to understand, uh, you have better understanding for yourself. You know, and, and even in relationships, it's important to to set boundaries. And it's also important to discuss boundaries in relationships too. I feel so many people when they connect with others, they start talking about what they want in a partner or or what they deserve, right? I want this in a partner and I deserve this and these are my love languages. And what they don't realize is that that person can easily mirror what you're saying and then they're going to show up with everything that you've said and handing it to you on a silver platter and then when it's time to show you who they truly are or when it's time for you to set your boundaries they're going to be nowhere to be found or that's going to be a complete stranger to you right so if you set your boundaries first and you tell and you show people what you're not willing to accept you'll start to see who stays and who goes and this is and this isn't any area of life
1: right and It's hard, it's hard when it comes to relatives because um, like I had one of my relatives tell me like, I was really hurt when you uh, cut us off. Uh, You know, I I cut my mother off for a while and she was hurt that I kind of stopped communicating with her too, my aunt. And in a way, I didn't want to say anything at the time, but I'm like, I'm still not ready to, you know what I mean? I'm still debating. <laughs> it's still like, a, I still have to be very really careful um, because uh, forgiving or allowing them to come back to your life like I did, uh, is tricky now. It's very tricky. Yeah. Like, what are you really saying? And what am I really getting into again? And This sounds familiar, (laughs) right? The whole the whole dynamic starts again, and you know, at this point in my life, I don't want to start going through trauma one more time. Um, And it's a daily process, you know. Sometimes I, I do go back. You know, I had an interaction with my mom recently, and I she asked for for she said I'm sorry, whatever, but. Under the same breath, she was already doing damage, lying again, and, and excusing herself. And I'm like, hmm, is that really? Is that real? Or this is another tactic of yours?
0: Right, right, right. You know, but you know, what if what if in all, What if it's it's real to her, and that's all she knows? Because as she still, she it's never figured out. We're we're always learning and at the same, you know, parents have their trauma too, and they they, they can only respond at the level of their healing, you know, and so you may be at a level of your healing, in a healing, where you understand, and you're aware, and you know what you deserve, and you know what you're willing to accept when it comes to an apology, and moving on, and forgiving, and she may not be at that level, but that's because maybe she's still, Going through the cycles of trauma that possibly no one knows. You know, um, I know it's like we we tend. I know for me, anyways, I can only speak for me when I say this. You know, I used to hold my mom accountable for a lot of things. You know, being a single mom, but also, you know, as my you know my upbringing, I would just hold her accountable and I would expect her to change. Because I would think that because she's in, she's the mom, she's the adult, she's got she's lived longer than me, she should have it figured out. And um, it, then I started realizing my reaction to it. OK, she she's still growing. I'm still growing, you know, and as you're an adult, you know, it's like you got an adult raising an adult still trying to You got an adult trying to figure it out, raising an adult that's trying to figure it out. And it's like. I realized, wait a minute. She's only responding at the level of her healing, and I can't hold her accountable for that because that's her life. Even though she's my mom, she still has, has her life that she has to flow with and understand and grow, cope with, and and heal. As same with my father as well. So it's like, I think it's different, but and that just shows the level of healing that you're at, and then it's time to look within and, and understand, okay, she's not capable of of meeting me in that at that point, although she isn't, I'm still gonna wish her the best. I'm still gonna send love to her, and I'm still gonna pray that she does reach that point. Because um, holding someone accountable for our expectations, we lose sight of of our own healing. Because no one's responsible for our or to meet our expectations.
1: Mm. Okay, it's deep.
0: It's deep, but. It just shows the level of healing that you're at. And that's and that's important. And that's powerful. And that's that's
1: well I commend it. I was never able to speak up. You know what I mean? Like I was never able to I, I wanted to want her, I didn't want I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I didn't want to hurt their feelings by speaking up and, and saying what I really, really feel. And <clears throat> so that it came to a point where I'm like, you know, it's it's really eating me inside. So if this is going to eat me inside and I'm going to be, you know, i saying like being in her presence alone was already irritating me. <laughs> um, I just had to do it. And and uh, it was very liberating. It was difficult. But once I started doing it, it was uh, like it, it, flowed, it flowed right out. Because I was always ruminating. I was always thinking, how do I approach this?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in a manner that is not gonna offend her in a way that you know and i'm like just oh my god (laughs) it will drive me crazy because there's no way to do it in a way that is i I don't know how how people are gonna take it it's not really my job right you you know so i don't know about your mom but my mom yeah it's uh I don't i don't think she understands the concept of uh healing and i was trying to explain it to her and i was trying to you know say that about depression you know she's been depressed for years and so but it's hard it's hard when somebody's not aware of their own um mental health i guess or yeah. own, you know it's not a priority i guess for them
0: <laughs> it's not yeah it because then you it's like you're trying to show them that, that it can be better. You're trying to show them. It's like you're helping them, and they they see it as you're not helping, they, like you're against them. But really, you're helping. You're in all reality, you're you're helping. You know, that's powerful, man. I'm, I I admire though that you're able to recognize it. A lot of people don't even recognize it. You know, mm-hmm. they they hold it, they they compartmentalize it, and they move forward as if you know nothing happened so for you to recognize it and understand that and to move forward with it that says a lot about where you're at you know
1: right so yeah and you know it's, it's not I, I don't love i don't love her or anything but it, it's uh it's very insidious it's a uh, it's a way of um the, i don't know it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's my story. That's my story. And uh, I know it's, I always think that people are going to be in the same boat as I am sometimes, which is, you know, ass- assuming things. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm glad that your relationship with your mom is healthy, or at least you try to make it.
0: Uh, you he try to be, you know, she's, my mom is in the same place, though, with the healing thing. Like, that she doesn't understand it. So I don't push, I used to push it on. But then I'm just like, you know what, she'll get it when she gets it, you know, That's um, with anything, you know, so it's it's like, you know, I stopped trying to get her to, to understand how I, how, where I'm coming from, because then it's like, it's, it takes away uh, from my best living, because we still got to live our best life too, you know, it's like, we got to be who we are. And, you know, when something's taking your power away, you know, it's like, okay, it's, it becomes draining. So now you, it's time to, re, um, you know, hit the restart button in a sense. It's, it go inward, you know, instead of prioritizing charging the cell phone, prioritizing charging the soul and recognizing, just like you recognize your apps on this phone. You know exactly where your apps are. You know you know, you can text without even looking at it because you, you know where the bu- the key, the buttons are, you know, just like, you know, your phone inside and out, you know, take that time to know who you are inside and out, recognize what, um, re- recognize what triggers you recognize what, what brings you happiness and what brings you joy and what you're, you know, what and what you feel when this happens or certain things happen. And then you start to analyze like, okay, this is, this is me. And this is what I will allow. And this is what I won't allow. And um, if it doesn't serve my purpose, it's not worth my time. If it serves my purpose, it's worth my time.
1: Right. <clears throat> and you were saying that there were, there's people that always say that, I'm sorry, can
0: you hear me? Okay. I can hear you perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm deaf okay. in my right ear. So when you see me do like this, it's like, cause I'm just trying to. <laughs> okay. I'm like, my, completely deaf in my <laughs> completely in my right ear. Oh, okay. No,
1: but uh, you were saying uh, before we started recording that there's people that might might call you uh, a narcissist or having high standards when you <laughs> demand the best for yourself, right? And um, and actually, I, I actually I was listening to Dr. Romani today about high standards, how people might say, you know, oh, you have such a high standard and you have such a you know what I'm saying like you're you're always you're too hard or you're what do you think you are? You know, you think you're so above everybody and so what do you think about that? When people might say in you know, a Marcel, you know, you're come on.
0: Right. Yeah, well I uh so what I think about that is um so when people say that, I start to go, I start to to process, you know, I start to think of the time when I was a child and I would be home at night waiting for my mom to get home and I would think about those, those that childhood trauma there and I would think about how, you know, when I was 16 and I was in a relationship with a girl whose, whose father um, didn't, um, like me because I'm half black. And so they forced her to get an abortion and put a restraining order on me. And I think about the times when, you know, I dropped out of high school and I got into a healthy, um, relationship with a woman that was amazing. And then it turned unhealthy because I started projecting my, my, uh, childhood trauma. Um, I think about the moments that, led me to go to Australia for a woman that I had never met. I think about, you know, jobs that either laid me off or jobs that didn't appreciate me. I I go and I, I just think about these things and then I remind myself of how far I've come. And I say to myself, yeah, I have the standards because I've done the work and I know what I'm worth. And I know what I'm willing to allow and what I'm not willing to allow. And your perception of me is not my responsibility. You know, You know. yes, I may have my standard, but who are you to tell me um, otherwise? Why not? You know, if they don't know my story, you see, that's a problem. I want to go into this too, is that's the problem with our society. There's a lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. opposed, and, and there's a lack of seeking to um, understanding, I should say, and understanding, I guess it's all one and the same. Um, and so, and it goes across the board, you know, you got relationship um, problems, because one person doesn't want to seek the other understanding from another, you know, you got job um, problems, because you don't understand why a co- uh, an employee, over, does does this, this, and this. Well, the the, the, um, the employer doesn't want to seek the understanding. So, you know, let's say I have my high standards. Well, then for them to say that, I, I, take a, I take into account, are they taking the time to understand me? Are they taking the time to understand why I'm at where I'm at or why I have the standards that I've had? Because so many, for so long, I've been let down and I've allowed the letdowns to define me instead i should have been allowing the letdowns to refine me it's 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 what the caterpillar thought was the end of the world was only the birth of a butterfly not what the butterfly thought was the end of the world was only the birth of a caterpillar you know yeah. so it really it, it, it you start to look back to see how far you've come and you know yeah i you know i have my standards i have what i'm willing to allow and what i'm not willing to allow and and I shouldn't feel guilty for honoring it. I shouldn't feel bad that because you're used to someone not raising their, not having high standards and you're used to someone accepting you or you're used to someone saying yes all the time to what you want. You know, I shouldn't feel bad for saying no, or that, you know what, I'm not willing to allow this. I've been through this before. I've, I see the signs and, and no, you know,
1: right. Yeah about learning yourself and learning what you will. Yeah, it is. You won't take anymore. (laughs) Because I've I've made quite a few decisions in my life. Uh, I set my standards pretty low. And so I attracted people that were not in my best interest.
0: You know, let me tell you, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but let me say this, and I love this saying. Instead of chasing the butterfly, cultivate a habitat that attracts the butterfly you know so what this st- when it comes to standards you want to you want to attract people with high standards cultivate that within yourself and you will attract the very thing that, that you work on and put out
1: right yeah it's um, a lot of that's a lot going on there <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh, I've done some work. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still, you know what I mean. But let me tell you, it's, it's, it's good. It's good when you when you honor the red flags and you honor the you honor things that you have not used to um, honor.
1: Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ed- education, like uh, jo- Joshua was saying in my the podcast that I'm doing with Joshua, <clears throat> uh, he's saying education, educate yourself cultivate um cultivate your own knowledge if you see something you don't like or you don't see not, a narcissistic behavior uh analyze it because i didn't know so many terms i'm like i'm really I'm learning i'm still learning so and this is great I, I love learning new stuff um and applying it to my life and how does that apply to me because i was telling him um like we can have all the books that you want. I have so many books here, so many self books, right? Uh huh. <laughs> but you just have them. You just have them in the library, and you don't ever, you know, look within and look, look, read them with you in mind. Read them with you in, in the. How does that apply to you,
0: basically? Right. That's that's where I'm at. At least you know where you're at, though. At least you know that that's the you know. A lot of people don't know where they're at. They're wandering around, still trying to gather some sort of idea themselves, or they're trying to live up to someone else's idea of them.
1: Right.
0: You know, so this society where it's we're fixated on judging other people and creating an idea of them and creating scenarios for them that we think that they're living by.
1: Right. You know? And you were talking about um, fantasizing or um, creating an image or a portrait in your head of what this person that you're meeting or this new person that you are talking or trying to have a relationship with and you idolize them or you uh, put them in a category that you don't even know them yet, but you already put them in.
0: Right. That seems to be a thing. You know, it's like, all right. For instance, right. I'll go, I'll go. Remember that Australian girl I told you about?
1: Yeah.
0: I'll go both. I'll go back to that um, experience. And, you know, her and I, we both created this idea of each other. We both fantasized and over the infatuation that we had for each other, but, you know, and I thought about this in, in a reflection that, As you create this idea, like as I create this idea of her, that idea that I created in my head of her is still a stranger to her. She doesn't know that version of her. Only I know that version of her. And it doesn't even exist in reality. So then who am I, you know, to expect her to live up to the idea that I create of her? And she doesn't even know who that version is. You know, my idea of her might like, she might like bananas, apples, and oranges. Her real, in in her reality, she might be allergic to bananas, apples, and oranges, and she only likes pears and pineapples. But I've, I've fixated on that. So then now when I surprise her with bananas, apples, and oranges, you know, or let's say roses, she'll say, I don't even like this. And then I'll get mad because I'm like, but I thought you did. Well, I, yeah. I never said I liked that. Where'd you get that from?
1: Yeah. You know, and it's. Or when I was uh, fixing my ex, I was fixing him from ex. And he's like, you know, I don't like ex, right? And I just got so mad. I'm like, you don't like ex. Who doesn't like ex? And he's <laughs> he like, I don't. And we've been dating each other for for I don't know, a couple of years of that, at that point. And he's like, you still don't know? You still don't know me, do you? You still don't know. I don't like that stuff. I don't like certain things. And I, well, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I was too focused on myself. Mm. To, to look that out, was- you know, look at the signs. And yeah, interesting. <laughs>
0: it is, you know, and it's like, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend once tell me, you know, because she had a bad day at work. And all she wanted to do was be alone. And I, I, I always would take her alone time as she didn't want to be with me or that like I was disrupting her space, and I took it personal. And so one day we, uh, you know, she had came home from work, and she was like, "I just want to be left alone. Please, just give me my space. I'll come to you and I'm ready." And I just I viewed it as re- relationship issues. Why don't you just talk about it? And I would force it out of her. Well, one day. I I, t- I forced it out of her and she screamed at me. And she said to me, and I'll never forget this. Um, she goes, how can you say you love me, but you don't even understand me? And I'm like, wow. And she's like, yeah, you tell me you love me all the time, yet you don't understand me. And I have this, I had created an idea of her in my head. You know, and I and I loved the idea of her. I didn't love who I didn't love who she really was because I couldn't. I didn't even understand her enough to mm-hmm. recognize that she just had a long day at work. She needs time to herself. She yeah. I shouldn't you know I, I shouldn't make it about me. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm making this all about me, and now she's coming home from a long day at work, and now she's having a bad day at home. Right. And and I and I start to think about that stuff, and I'm like, no, she's right she's completely right and the same yep. thing with the australia girl you know she she created an idea of me but mm-hmm. you know and that seems to be a thing with my content a lot of people create an idea of me based off of the positivity i give out and they think that i'm this positive person that has no errors that thinks that the world is filled with butterflies roses clear skies and happiness But what they don't know is that I struggle every day mentally and I choose to post positivity to hold myself accountable and to inspire and encourage myself. They don't know the struggle. And so they have this idea in their head. So then when I show them my boundaries, they're like, but I thought you were this understanding person. No, you thought that because you had this idea of me But I'm a human just like you. And instead of choosing to post a video of me crying in the shower or looking at the screen while somebody tells me what I relate to, I just choose to post positive energy and put it out there. Because not only do I want to give it for myself, but I want to give it to others. But I always will fall short to those that have an idea of me and that have an expectation of me because they'll want me to live up to it. And there's a powerful saying by Kyle Seas that I love, and it's, people don't break your heart. They break your expectations, and that gets you closer to your heart. And that goes for anything. When people break your expectations, that's that means it's time to look inward to understand, wait a minute, why am I expecting this from somebody? Right.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I guess that's all, that's all. I haven't seen so many uh, rom-coms and so many... Fantasy, you know, fairy tales, I guess. There's a movie, uh, well, you, you haven't seen, you, you don't like movies, but <clears throat> <there's, laughs> I know that. Um, there's a movie called 500 Days of Summer. Okay. An interesting movie uh, about relationships. And he talks about his perception of her um, on one side, but her perception of him, they are totally opposite and it comes to a point i'm not going to ruin the movie for you guys you haven't seen but it comes to a point where he doesn't understand that the relationship wasn't working to begin with he didn't see the signs he didn't see the red flags he didn't see her walking away or he was trying to hold her hand and she was like letting go of the hand he didn't see the things that should have been a red flag like hey she's walking away she's not paying attention to you she's you know, right. this way or that. You know, you force her to be in a relationship, and at the end, I'm not going to say the end, but you got you got to see it because it's interesting to see how we view. I view relationships sometimes one way, when it was the other way, and you end up being, you know, buffoon at the end. It's like, oh. I thought it was going great.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, and it's like going the opposite way, total opposite way, but it's because we create all these things and it's we have these attachments and usually a lot of the times we go into relationships still with unhealed childhood trauma and yeah. we go into this these relationships thinking that this is going to be what fixes us uh, and we expect it. And you know, and, and we want everything. We want this, this rapid, um, instant gratification.
1: Oh yeah. And, and well, then we want to compare on We live in social media, so we already have that instant gratification going on. Right.
0: So, you do. It is, and it's, it's really we rewired our minds, you know, and people want to get married because that's the idea. That you know you're in a successful relationship or people want to show how happy they are. No one needs to see you happy. You know, as long as you're happy, the world doesn't need to celebrate your happiness. You are all you need to celebrate your happiness. Just like when you're healing. The world doesn't need to see you healing. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to express yourself. But when you're healing, that's sacred, you know, and I feel like happiness and healing, they're both sacred feelings emotions well healing is, is is ongoing but happiness is ongoing as well as we choose our happiness you know but it's still sacred and you know that kind of stuff when you put it out there for other people to perceive of you and judge of you you're all they're also putting that energy onto you and you know they're creating what you don't even know they're creating levels of resentment Cause you got people that you show yourself being happy with this person, and then you got people saying, "Oh, I wish that was me," you know, or you know, "I'm so jealous. Why do they have that and I don't?" So now you're creating this unwanted energy and this cycle of low vibrational um, patterns. So okay.
1: you know, because hey, now I wish everybody happy. We can, we can talk on another in, an, in the next part because we already we have four minutes, but great start. We're going to take a little break, guys.
0: Uh, uh, awesome.
1: Stay tuned for part two, guys. Don't go away.
0: Awesome.
1: It's my fault. My bad.
0: It's all right. <laughs> so it's it's recording now. We're, we're back at it.
1: We're back at it, guys. Part two. Okay. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but it was my fault. What am I saying? That's
0: <laughs> well, all right. No, it wasn't your fault. It was. It was just. Though it just gave us a little more time to, to gather our thoughts.
1: Right. <clears throat> Which, uh, yeah, I'm still. Yeah, we're still talking about forgive. Well, there's a there's a thing about you were saying about forgiveness, right? And what I heard one time was um, forgive and forget, or I'm talking about, um, in my, in my case, it was, uh, it was about what your father did or your mother did, forgive and forget it. But, um, or it's in the past, you know, and you, I always hear that thing in those terms or those phrases and it triggers me. Right. Um, but yeah, I realized that forgiveness is not about them. It's about myself. Um, and you were saying something about forgiveness um before we started the show and uh so yeah what are your thoughts about forgiveness what, what do, you t- do you stand there What do you stand
0: where i stand on forgiveness is and you know i want to preface everything that i say i can only speak for me you know because what happens is people get in an instant right or wrong they want you know he's right or he's wrong and it's like i don't engage in the right or wrong um, i only share my thoughts and I'll say that for to me, forgiveness is never about the other person. It's always about yourself. Or for instance, let's say forgiveness is never about the other person. It's always about me and how I perceive of it. You know, and I look at in a way, I, the way I look at forgiveness in a way, it's like, okay, this is here to teach me. This is here to um, to help me grow. And if I, for instance, am holding on to a grudge, um, let's say my ex-girlfriend cheated on me. Which she did. I had an ex-girlfriend that cheated on me, and I held on to this grudge. You know, well, in her, she, her next relationship, she got married. Here I am, being upset with her holding on this grudge. And there she is being happy. You know, so... I had to forgive myself for allowing myself to hold on to the grudge, to the resentment. I had to release it. You know, and I, I do the whole Pono meditation practice. The, you know, the four affirmations. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. But it, for me, when I forgive, it's, it's to forgive myself for I did not know what I, what I was doing or I did not know what I was allowing into my space. I forgive for allowing what what I should not have allowed in my space or for allowing it in my space. And holding myself accountable. So when you forgive, you hold yourself accountable and you allow and you release it. It no longer has power over you.
1: Right. Yeah. Because um yeah, it's it's not about forgiving either because uh I don't think so. I don't think it's about forgive it's not it's not about forgiving, forget. It is to just release uh, the resentment and the and the anger and the, what is what is really bothering you personally, not because you know, I'm being know, selfish. But forget. Yeah, that's very, that. Gotta go. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't like that. It's it's uh, it's to me it's passive aggressive. Right. To be able to forgive and forget. No, oh, just forgive and forget.
1: Right. Yeah, whoever says that, stop it.
0: <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Well, what are you forgetting? You can't forget, you know, you're 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 an accumulation of experiences. So, everything that you experience is happening for you, not to you. It's happening for you to grow. So, it's there's no point in holding a grudge on someone and and, and, and holding them leaving them accountable for it when they're out living their life, being happy, we don't know their story. You know, we don't know their story. We can't control their story, but we can't control our story.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, cause yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You wish they were still thinking about it, or they were still bothered, bothered that you're no longer in their lives. And it was actually a point that I, um, I was thinking about my one of my exes <laughs> and I, I was sure I was going to meet him again, right? I was sure I was going to meet him that day, actually. And I went to Denny's and I went to get some food and, and I sat down and then I had to go to the bathroom and there he was with his whole family, right? And I'm like, how funny that I knew he was going to be there and then my <clears throat> In my rumination, I was always thinking, "What would I do? What would I say if I ever meet him again?" Uh, of course, he moved on, obviously. And so did I. But it was just funny to see him and to, to see that he still had a grudge on it, on me, right? Right: We, we, we heard each other. He, I said things, and he said things. I did forgive him, I guess. I forgave him because I knew that he, where he was coming from or his trauma as well, because we were both trauma bonded in our relationship. So to see him still resenting me or not talking to me or not even saying hello to me, uh, not even acknowledging that I was there in front of him, I don't know. I don't know how to, I, I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about it at the time. So I just had the, my my foot to go. I'm like, okay, I'm just I'm not gonna sit down here <laughs> to go. <laughs> right, uh, and that was it. Um, but it was always that thought in my mind: what would I? What would happen if I met them again? <clears throat> it was just interesting to see that that reality.
0: Yeah. Well, that resentment that they have is it? What now? You know, it's like you look into it now. It's like that resentment that he has, that's something that he got to work through. Right. Because, you know, his pain, or whatever he's feeling, it, it, it's he's holding himself back from being happy. You know, just because it didn't work out doesn't mean you don't deserve happiness. And it doesn't mean that the other person doesn't deserve happiness. It just means that it didn't work out. Right. And a lot of times we create a lot of attachments as to why it didn't work out. And we place blame on other people as to why it didn't work out and that they're responsible for what I, what's, what I'm going through. But really they're not, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're two people living your own journey and, you know, that resentment that he's holding on to, he's going to have to allow that to move through him and, and allow himself to see you happy. And and that's like envision you being happy and that's wishing you well. Praying that you're living a prosperous life, praying that you meet someone that, that's going to love you in a way that they couldn't show up for you. That's forgiveness. Too. It's because you're see you're seeing it within you. If you're holding on to it, you're just going to attract more of what you're holding on to until you keep until you keep um you're going to keep attracting what you're holding on to, and it's going to keep happening and happening over and over again until you learn the lesson. Okay, I'm sorry for allowing myself to feel this resentment. I'm sorry for allowing myself to have to give. I'm sorry for giving someone over the power over my. I'm sorry for giving someone power over my emotions. Right. Please forgive me for I did not know better. I'm just right. going by what I was taught. Forgive me for that. I love you. No matter what we go through, no matter what we experience, however, however we feel right now. No matter what, I'm not judging you. I love you, and thank you for holding this space. You say that to yourself, and and you envision this this clear light moving through you as if it's cleansing you um, from from what you're holding on to. And now you go from holding on to resentment to holding on to love. And you wish you wish love. You know you pray that they're well. All my ex-girlfriends, I pray that they're they're happy. I pray that they find love in their life and that they find a man or even a woman that's going to show up for them in a way that I didn't show up for them. It's not to say that I was a bad partner. It's just to say that I wasn't I did not meet them at the level of love that they were that they were expecting me to meet them at. And that's okay because I learned from them as well as they learn from me, and they learned what love is by experiencing what love isn't with me mm-hmm. in a relationship. Because I feel like love is flu. I, I feel like there's a love is a flow. Um, you know, I I view love in such a different way. Um, but
1: I like what you said. I like what you said. Uh, they experience love. Repeat that again. They experience love
0: by by what they, you heard. They experience love about how I, how they experience how I didn't. I hope that they. I hope that someone shows up for them, in a way that I didn't show up for them, and they experience love at the level of which they were expecting.
1: Right.
0: You know, and that's they deserve it. You know, I. You know, I'm friends with all my exes. I I love them, because I love myself, and who am I to wish anything other than what i feel for myself <clears throat> right you know, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sorry who am i i, I said it wrong who am i to, yeah who am i to wish anything other than what i feel for myself because I, I love myself and i want them to i want them to grow prosper to be happy they deserve it
1: <laughs> right because at one point you know at least i did i thought i loved them or i thought they loved me or vice versa whatever um so yeah there's still there's still some, some ashes there, but (laughs) uh, it's good to let go as well. It's good to let go and see them do well and see them. I hope they're doing well. Um,
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's part of unconditional love. You know, unconditional love isn't conditional on our terms. It's unconditional no matter what. So, you know, you love them for who they are as they are and you love them uh, hoping that they do well, you pray that they do well and that, that they experience happiness, even if they're not with you, because you can't feel like it's unconditional love when you're in a relationship and it's in fa- and you're in the infatuation stage. And then when things go bad, you know, this is, things just go bad because there's a lack of misunderstanding and seeking the understanding. Um, but once you're not together anymore, You can't, that love just doesn't die. I don't believe in that. Love doesn't just die. The relationship just no longer holds. There's no longer that capacity for the relationship to be present. There's no, yeah, there's no capacity for the relationship to be present. There's no growth in the relationship. Two parties have become complacent. And instead of valuing love, they're valuing what they think they need. And when you value what you think you need, so you need someone to understand you. And if that person doesn't understand you, you're going to create issues that are going to, conflicts that are going to separate. But the love never dies. Love is always present. You know, so right. I just, I, I feel like you should, not you, I'm saying I feel like people should, you know, love fluently.
1: Right. Unconditionally.
0: Yeah. Unconditionally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I know, I know about conditional love, but unconditioned, yes.
0: And that's hard to love somebody and wish and to see them happy with someone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's part of love, though. It's, you know, letting yep. go is part of love.
1: Oh. Love. So it's, it's so abstract.
0: <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a beautiful poem that says, even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with the love like that. It lights up the whole sky. Like that to me is the essence of love. the Not the conditions, not the societal labels, but the true essence of love and the fact that the relationship the sun has to the earth and the connection between the sun and the earth and the plants that grow It's all one. Yeah. You know, so. That's deep. (laughs) That's That's deep. Think Think about it. You know, the sun, the relationship between the sun and the seed of the flower and then the rain and the flower blossoms or any plant that blooms, but the flower blossoms into this beautiful um, experience, I should say. And then you got the the bee or the hummingbird or the butterfly sharing a connection with the flower that's in full bloom and like that's love the connection everything works together in a in a in a fluid motion
1: right and yeah that's there's nothing better than connecting with nature uh, that's, more often
0: yeah nature shows us a lot we just gotta listen
1: right yeah so, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about. Love. That's it.
0: I, think. <laughs> well, I can go on Love's and go on. I can go on and on about love, man, but in a way that's just, in a in a way that's connection-based, not societal-based, you know? Because right. society creates all these limits and these labels and these, these words that, you know, you need. It's this love. I love you like a friend. I love you like a... A hey, brother, I love you like a... You know, it's like, what do you mean? You love me like a... You're creating a condition now. You know, mm-hmm. love just is. True. You know, but our society, we grow up, we think we need these conditions, these judgments, you know, and we place judgments limiting. on... It's kind of limiting.
1: I think what you're going at is that it's limiting. Like, limiting. I, love you, I love you like um, a brother or a sister...
0: Yeah, I or love you like a friend. Now you don't give that person a chance. And then what if that person has so much love to give you, yet you're seeking an an identity of what you think you want based off of an accumulation of thoughts that you were conditioned to believe? Mm-hmm. And now you've passed up on this person that you love like a friend.
1: Right.
0: Or a brother or a sister. Which that doesn't even exist because those are just words. Those are filler words. Love is uh, is beyond words and emotion. Mm-hmm. So,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, I got to think about this. This. Uh. This podcast today. Actually, I, maybe I needed to hear this.
0: <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I can hold this space. I'm. <laughs> I'm grateful to hold this space with you. It's. It's really nice to connect and, you know to just talk about this stuff. And um, since I won't be going live anymore, you know, this is the perfect, I think this is the perfect way to just do it.
1: Well, do you mind me asking why you're not going live anymore? Um, share that? Huh? Do you want to share?
0: Um, don't? I don't mind sharing. I just, you know, I learned. And I got and I gotta be, I'm gonna hold myself accountable for this right now. I gotta be responsible for this. I allowed myself to connect with somebody on TikTok, and they created an illusion of me, an idea of me. And the connection was great, and this is a great person. However, I noticed a red flag and I immediately said no. And she's called me a narcissist. She's, she's called me a manipulator. She said that I'm using her. How could you just pull the carpet from underneath me? How could you just decide you don't want me? And that goes back to the previous conversation. You know, How is it just that easy? No, it's a red flag. And the reason why it's a red flag is because I've experienced this in my past, and I no longer allow this in my life. And she tried to psychoanalyze me. You're just running from your trauma. Very, very manipulative. You're running from your trauma. You're, you're hiding from something that, you know, and it was just very dark and I blocked her and I block for my peace. I don't block out of hatred. And so I block out of peace. My peace of mind is a priority. And she continued, she continued to go on my lives she created accounts to go on my live, and one day she messaged me from this account that she had created, and she said, hey, I need you to call me. Uh, my mom is using this account to, to, to connect with you, and we were talking about reality transurfing, and I was like, wait, well, that doesn't seem right. And so I called her, and she's like, you see, this is what I – you know. I just wish that you would give me this time. She wanted to go back and forth and talk, and long story short, it was her and i kept giving chances because i felt bad you know that's what i meant about feeling guilty i felt bad for saying no at first and not giving her a chance to reconnect and so every time i give her a chance she'd be like this is twisted and i'm like you know what let's stop and she wouldn't give me my space she kept harassing me and coming in my lives and so now I'm to a point to where I just I won't go live. I'm not going to go live anymore, and I don't want to. I changed my number, but I don't want to go live anymore, and I don't want to. um, No more DMs. I put I put in my bio no DMs, and I'm close to closing the account because you know there's an idea. She she created an idea of me based off my post. And because Mm -hmm. I wasn't as understanding with her and the red flag as I am in my post, she Mm -hmm. assumed that I should be that way. When in all reality, again, I post to encourage myself. These are more self-reminders. Let me tell you, I came from a dark place. I wanted to commit suicide, and I called the suicide hotline uh, just because I felt alone and I had no one to talk to. And so I gave this guy all my pain, my misery my sadness, the hurt. And the guy responded with grace. And it led me to wanting to write for myself, Mm -hmm. to encourage myself. And so whenever I posted things on Facebook and Instagram, it's more or less, that was my way of coping with the loneliness that I encountered with that. But I also wanted to help other people. And I made a promise to myself and the universe, like, let me be of service to the universe and at least be there for one person. If I'm there for one person, then I'm fulfilled. So this is like a promise that that I do for myself and for others to post this stuff. And so for her to hold me accountable to that of which her idea of me was this understanding person that's always positive, that's not my responsibility to live up to. And One thing I I also post, and I know it's there, is I also talk about red flags and boundaries. And I always say to honor your boundaries. You got to be loyal to – you know, people expect partners to be loyal, but you got to be loyal to yourself. How can you expect a partner to be loyal to you if you're not loyal to your boundaries? If you're not loyal to – for instance, you set your alarm every day for 5 o'clock in the morning to work out but you you keep hitting snooze because you you don't want to deal with it right now you'll get it the next day the next day the next day well the next day ends up it's always it's a repetitive cycle if you're not loyal to the change you want to make and waking up by that alarm clock how can you expect another human being to be loyal to you because you won't even know what loyalty is right and so she it, so she expected me to be this 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 thing, this thing that I'm not and I'm loyal to my beliefs and I'm loyal to my boundaries. <laughs> and uh,
1: and I, I just gotta say on my own experience with your channel, with your with your uh, lives, I appreciated that you were in the lives and you were very personable. You address everybody with respect. You never showed uh, I never I never seen you being disrespectful to anybody. So for her to take it like that and to twist your words into psycho uh, psychoanalyzing you without even knowing you meeting you in person i know that we haven't met in person but i'm just saying like from what i gathered you know from from the because social media is social media <laughs> you can't really know anybody until you meet him in person right but <clears throat> so all that all that's to say that and i know that you didn't want to share this in the podcast but i'm i'm glad that you have spoken about it because um it was in your mind and I can tell I'm like there's some I know there's something else, but I didn't wanna touch it if you don't want to. But
0: <clears throat>
1: um, I believe that your your mission, you still have a mission to accomplish. However, right. that, that mission is gonna be accomplished, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, whether it's a phone call, whether it's something, because everybody needs somebody. And like you like you talk to that stranger. They helped you in that dark time. I'm sure somebody heard you in your life in their dark time and got and something out of it. So don't be discouraged. Um, that's all I got to say. Don't be discouraged. How- that.
0: Well, the, well, so this is what the, the it got to. The, today, she, last night she left me a voicemail saying some, that I need to stop telling people on my lives to go after her and harass her. It's in my voicemail.
1: You uh, never done that. Oh, I
0: never done, and, and and I remember you were in my life when I talked about it at one point about how you know I got this person harassing me, and I'm like she's in my life, and she's trying to create something because I've never talked about that. And actually, I've always said I'm responsible for it. I've I've always given put the blame on me about it, and then I've also went on to say that she's a great person, just not for me. But and I don't think she realizes this the lives are saved. And so, and I should have said that in that conversation that I had before I changed my number, but the lives are saved. And so that's what got me to say, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to be alive anymore right now because she no. is watching my lives, but she also thinks that I'm sending people to harass her. And that's, that's not something that I would do because for the simple fact is that I don't hate her. I just don't want nothing to do with her. And I, um, and I didn't block her out of hatred. I blocked her out of peace of mind.
1: Right. So, it's you know, a lot of character like that.
0: Anyways. Yeah, but but you know what though? It's it's okay because I have the receipts. I have I have the inboxes. Yeah. Um, I have the. The deleted messages and I also, the lives save itself. So they can, she can, re, if she wants to see my lives and, and review it, I've never told anyone to harass her and I never will tell anybody to harass anybody. That's, no. that's, that's not who I am. The only thing that I do, and it's with my trolls, is I'll call them out. But other than that, I, I, it's all love for people. I don't, I don't got time to, to hate because whenever I, if, if, if there's a feeling of hate, Then I gotta look within to see what's going on with me, right? So, and that's that. You know what I mean?
1: That's that. Don't harass myself.
0: (laughs) Don't harass me. Leave me. You know, just leave me alone. Leave me me.
1: alone.
0: (laughs) You know, and that's where my breaking point was. Because I'll tell you, uh, her and I had a heated exchange over the phone, and all I was screaming, I was screaming at the top of my lungs, "Leave me alone! Leave me alone!" And she wouldn't, she wouldn't stop. And she goes. She would say, "Go ahead, hang up on me," because she knew that if I hung up on her, that she would she'd call me a manipulator. And so I was like, "You know what?" Finally, I hung up, and I said to myself, "No, I cannot allow this person to have that power over me. She's got way too much power over me." Sounds like a vampire to me. Yeah, a very energetic vampire. Yep. And so it's like I had to she wanted she's like today she was talking about how we're so we're so connected and that and you know i want to talk about this people it's it's important to be to be mindful and aware of people when they talk about spirituality because there are people that use spirituality against you and to manipulate you and to make you acquiesce to who they are and there are people on this app that abuse that There are people that speak to you to um, play to your emotions and to play to your spirituality as a way to get you in. And that's a very toxic thing that I've been seeing a lot of. And, you know, people who do the work spiritually, it's inward, it's sacred. And, And that's something that should be done inwardly. So, it's important to be mindful of that and how you present yourself. It's okay if you want to, if you feel like you want the world to see your spirituality, that's okay. But be wary of others around you that don't have the best intentions for you, you know, Uh, because there are, it's out there and it's, and it's, it's out there more than you think.
1: Right. Yeah. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. That this is, um, a topic that is very interesting <clears throat> and energy vampires that love to see you screaming and yelling and they they, they should they do it on purpose and i know oh. they do it on purpose because i, I experienced that in my family or with my narcissistic people that i encounter they want you to lose lose it so they can be like see that's what i was talking about and this is what i they do it they do it right. they know what, what? they're doing
0: so get this in the blocked message. She did say, "I like when you're angry." Matter of fact, I love seeing you angry. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I it saved." Yeah, you she
1: know. Show you who she is, then.
0: Exactly. Right. So, so you're right. It's it, they like that. They feed off of that, and they know it's the people that are working on themselves. Yeah. That they know they can play to your emotions, just right. like how these men on this app talking about what a woman needs and and they're playing to the he's playing to her emotions and they got thousands of women staring at the screen looking sad if you click on the sound and then all of a sudden you, they wonder why they're getting manipulated because they, they've they've revealed themselves to people preying on them they're innocently staring at the screen and the guys saying, "Oh, she knows her worth," or you know where they're at. On her, you know where the good ones are at. They're at home on a Friday night doing absolutely nothing, drinking wine because she knows her worth. And you got these guys that are looking for the women that can do that, that, that that can they can manipulate. And so it's, but it's a it's a constant play to the spirituality and the and the healing aspect of who you are. And it's important to be vigilant of that. This is a this is social media. It's an app, and it's so easy to be confined to this box and to right, it become a reality
1: well it will become a reality when uh the metaverse uh, i don't know if you ever heard of that that is coming it's already here it is <clears throat> we'll be trapped in that universe of his.
0: trapped in that universe and it's going to be more expectations you know how much time do we have on here i want to i want to touch on something
1: we we got one minute left, so if you wanna continue once again, let's do a part three. But right. Give another. Uh, keep that thought. Don't don't forget. Okay, write it down. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm right sorry here because I've been wanting you to touch on for a while.
1: All right, now now we're warming up. I think that's what happens. Now we're warming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Usually that happens at the end. Like,
0: oh, I got something to say. We're going to get a minute. <laughs> Well, you know, I I feel like it, it needs to be heard, you know?
1: Yeah. No, keep that thought. Hold on a second.
0: What I want to tell people is to not allow the opinions and judgments of others to have power over what they believe in. And I feel it's important to believe in what you believe in and to honor what you believe in. And as long as you honor what you believe in and you're loyal to that, that's all that matters. Because it's so easy to be confined to what others think or or what they feel we should believe in. But you are who you are as an individual, and you have your own story. You live your own life, and you have your own beliefs. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your beliefs. And there is no right or wrong. When it comes to your beliefs... There is no right or wrong. And when it comes to your perception, there is no right or wrong. Or when you're sharing your perspective, there is no right or wrong. All of this is uncertain in this world. All of this. You know, we all seek certainty in faith, you know, and that's amazing. And I feel like whenever things, seem uncertain. Whenever you're faced with uncertainty, make sure your faith remains certain. But all this in life is uncertain. And so as long as you believe in what you believe in, that faith is what will carry you through life. And no one outside of you has power over you to change what you believe in. And no one outside of you should judge you, nor should they tell you it's right or wrong. Because to me, there is no such thing as right or wrong. It's just a a better understanding. And if we had a better understanding for each other, then the very things that we believe in shouldn't matter because you have your own beliefs. I have my own beliefs. I rather, instead of judge you, say, no, that's wrong because what I believe is right, I rather say, no, let me learn to understand you. And ask let me understand why you believe in what you believe in because then now you create a healthy connection
1: yeah <clears throat> and this goes um, yeah I understand what you mean like I'm, assuming I'm um if I say something or if I do or if I say something or do something, you shouldn't uh, it shouldn't represent who you are. Right. Um, Maybe maybe at the time you thought you were right about something and then it ends up you were not, or or maybe you were at the
0: time, you know? Yeah, I want to share a story. There's always a growth. It does. It does. I want to share a story. Um, When I was a kid, I was like 15 years old, and I didn't understand male couples, right? And so I and I, I had a lot of already I had a lot of toxic thoughts regarding that listening to Eminem growing up listening to the music that we were listening to and I had my next-door neighbor was a male couple and they lived with their mother and because I didn't understand that right I instantly judged. And I was very mean. Very mean. I wasn't the nicest neighbor. And um, you know those organic potatoes that grow in the yard? I I would pick them up with a friend and I'd throw them at the house because I didn't understand them. And because I didn't understand them, the next thing I, need, I, I was going to do was judge them. And that was a reflection of me not understanding myself and, and a reflection of the the inner hate because it was during that time I was 15, 16, you know, between the age of um, 11 to the age of um, 18, there was it was a low point. I did not like who I was. But Anyways, so I was throwing these potatoes at their house. One day got a knock on the door. and it was the neighbor. And it was in the neighborhood, two bags full of potatoes. And um, they asked to speak to my mom. And they said, you know, our mother had a heart attack because she was scared. And she kept hearing these thumps. Luckily, you know, she made it through, but she kept hearing these thumps and they were trying to figure it out. And they saw that it was all these potatoes. And, you know, he explained to my mom and I, you know, I barely remember, but he explained to her, you know, I understand that um, people have their own beliefs, but this is hurtful and it hurts our feelings as neighbors, you know, and my mom was in shock because she didn't know that I had this in me, this feeling. And so they left For, before they left, I should say she made me apologize to him. And then they left. Um, but um, she uh, she spanked me. I was she beat she got me, you know, and I got the and the guy that was in the house that threw the potatoes with me, he was outside with the other friends laughing at me while I was getting chased around with my mom, she had the belt. You know, we don't this isn't who I didn't raise you to be this way. Who is this? You know, and so She asked me to go over to their house, and what she wanted me to do was with anything, for as long as they were there, to help them out with anything they needed. And and you're you're going to learn who they are. And I'll never forget the guy said to me, look, I understand that this is different. You're not used to seeing this. But this is who I am. And as a neighbor, I need to feel safe in this space. And it's important to not, she, what did he say? He said, he was along the lines, it's important to not judge. And you need to, under, and, and to understand that who I am doesn't affect me as a person. It's, it doesn't, who, who I am, it doesn't, it's, it's, what did he say? I don't remember exactly what he said. But it was so touching to me because he helped me understand that. It's not about, you know, the label, the condition. It's not about what you believe in. It's about understanding what you believe in. That's who he is. Who am I to judge him for his beliefs? Who am I? You know, and now I'm in trouble. I got this belt mark on my back and I got these friends, these so these so-called friends laughing at me. They're not getting in trouble. I'm the only one getting in trouble. And I'm starting to see like, okay, you're right that's not right of me to do. Yeah. And, and it took a lot of understanding in that time. And, and they and come to find out there were really nice people. And, they, and it was like, you know, you need to understand someone and who they are and how they are and how their heart is instead of judging them and not accepting them for who they are. Because you could go about, judging them all you want but what if you pass out one day and you need cpr and they help you and now that person you judged your whole life saved you it doesn't become about what their dating preference is it becomes about life and death you know so it's it's that understanding you seek understanding in people and you realize in that time i was like you know you're more than just you know what your um, sexuality is you're a human being you have you know you have a great heart you, you guys watch funny shows you guys you know one like one of the guys likes sports the other guys like the other guy like funny movies i love sports so it's like you know i cut my nose despite my face because i'm i'm over here judging them instead of learning to understand them right. and by learning to understand someone you gain an ally you gain a friend you gain somebody that's going to have your back in a time where you may feel alone. So that's what right. I wanted to share. Um, okay. and, and it was that day that, that really opened my eyes to that in all aspects.
1: <laughs> right. It's about tolerance too. Tolerance, compassion. Even, yeah. yeah, I even have a neighbor who is very, he has a uh, racist tendencies. <laughs> But I, I understand to have compassion for his, old, his 90s, I think. And I have to be compassionate about him because, you know, he may not change. He may not change his point of view or he what? may not see me as a gay man. He may not see uh, my roommate as a black man who's proud to be a black man. And he uh, even told him, he was like, yeah, I'm not talking about you, though. I'm talking about the other black people and he's like well you, you realize you're talking to me right I'm yeah. so it's just understanding educating people too like he was educating you we yeah. are the same you know i I educate my dad every time he even told me he's like yeah i i said heard her things to you um for your sexuality and i he didn't understand it and it's okay to not understand it and at least he he said it. He's like, I, I'm sorry. I said those things. I said, I, I'm sorry. I said, I was not part of of you. Uh, how did he How did he say it? Um, he basically disowned me. He's like, if you're gonna do, can be being, being who you are and who you're with? Don't ever bother talking to me again. That's what he said. And but yeah, it's all it's all into, into the forgiveness umbrella. Man. To understand what was at the time and where I was at the time, and the misunderstanding because it was a misunderstanding. He didn't explain himself. It was all through text, and sometimes through the text, you can't really, you know, what I'm saying, like it's hard to read a text <laughs> in the mm-hmm. right. Time. Um, and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I we we have a, a better understanding of each other. Uh, he doesn't call people faggots anymore. He doesn't. He he's very careful now. So there, there is hope.
0: <laughs> is, you know, you gotta wanna understand. You gotta want to, you gotta within yourself, you gotta want to. You You're know, right. I know that I broke my mom's heart by acting that way because my mom accepts everybody. My mom loves everybody. So to see her child like that, it's like I didn't raise this. This isn't who I raised as a single mom yeah you know um and you know it's days i think about it i'm like wow i i was really mean to them and they and that's, that's an ongoing theme with me and lessons i learned is that they respond with grace right. they they allowed me to help them they could have said you know what forget that you're lost you're a lost cause yep that's you
1: beautiful. know so you're lucky that they didn't do that. They didn't call the police or they didn't get you in trouble. Oh. Or, you know, it could, have, it could have ended up many, many ways. But yeah, so it's a good lesson.
0: You know, and I want to I wanted to touch on this, too, because I mentioned it in a live. And I was like, man, that's really good. You know, um, where did this all come about? To and this might be a deep subject. And so, but where did it all come about as human beings that you you are who you are, right? Why should someone have to come out if that's who they are? Why can't why can't they just be accepted? Why? Where? Where is this? Where did they get this thought from? And if this is from the the Bible, then why – I don't want to live in a world where, where, where God condemns people and, and, judge, and is judging of, of others, you know, and, and in what what thought – you know, the language of relationship didn't even last that, – that, that didn't even exist in the biblical time. Mm. So it's like where did that even come from? This, and, and I feel like these societal limits have been manipulative from a long time since these words became existent. And, you know, you try to say what's right and what's wrong, you know, and a person's beliefs should not have a right or wrong aspect to it, just as a person's sexuality shouldn't have a right or wrong aspect to it. Like, who is someone else to tell you who you are? And who is someone else to to accept you for who you are? You know, and and I I thought about that. I'm like, where did when did this all take place to feel like you got to come out to be accepted? You know, you got to feel like you come out and you and you go through these levels of self reflection and sometimes self hatred because you you don't want to feel judged and you don't want to feel left out and you don't want to feel like like you're not worthy or or wanted and. You, you go through these levels before you get to that point of saying, you know what, I'm finally going to come out, but why can't it be accepted as who you are when you're a child, when you when you recognize it, when you first recognize it, or when you're a teenager or a young adult? You should be able to, rec- it should be recognized as that's who that person is.
1: Right. And I, when I came out, it was basically, I was seeking, seeking approval or seeking recognition or seeking, you know what I'm saying, like uh, and I feel like I have to come out a few times, not only you don't come out one time, you end wow. up over and over and over, not only as a gay man, but as a poet or as a writer or as a, an artist or as a, whatever you try to be, you know, you can be straight <laughs> and just say, you know, and now, now I'm venturing into another aspect of my life and do you ever have to come out? Who told you? Who who is? Who are they to decide? Or, right. Or who you are gonna become? You know.
0: Yeah, you know it's it blows my mind. You know, and I and I guess I got into that thought because you get the trolls on the live and they say, "What what are your pronouns?" Or they'll say, "What what are you?" Or you know what I mean? Or what's your sexuality? Yeah. Or they'll say, "That's a lovely queen," to me. And you know what? And, and I respond to them with, How does that add any value to your life? What if I am? What if I'm not? How does it add any value to your life? What can you do with it now? Okay, let's say I am. What can you do with it? You can't go buy a bag of apples with it, you can't go buy a bag of sweet potatoes with it. You just have this, this stranger telling you that they are. And that you decided to get into their life and troll them, you know, and and it's like, what, how does it add value to your life? Why do other people feel like they need to project their thoughts and what they view as, as right or wrong into other people's lives? That doesn't make sense for me. If who you are is who you are and you're happy with who you are and you're loyal to who you are, what does that matter to anyone else? You're living the best life that you can. At the end of the day, you got to be happy for you, and however you're happy, so be it. You deserve that. But I'll never understand why people want to know, and I always answer people, I'm a human being. I'm a soul. I'm a human. I don't live by – I call those pendulums. Societal beliefs and thought processes, I call them pendulums because they drain your energy, and it takes away from your life purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're stuck on labels too. Again, we're talking about labels. So yeah, yeah I and mean, within the gay community, there's so many labels, you have no idea. There's so many the twinks and the bears and the otters and the uh, I can name a few more things. I, I only got stuck on the three because I was stuck in the gay crews one time. And I realized how many groups are within the gay community. <clears throat> which it shows that diversity is what it shows. That
0: mm-hmm.
1: why do we have? Why do I have to pick? You know, and it right. It, it came to a point where I had to go back to the closet. Literally, I went to the closet in my room. I'm like, I don't want to come out
0: because like, I
1: feel so, I felt so um, trapped um, in the label game. Yeah. Uh, you know, are you top? Are you bottom? Are you this? Are you that? Or what are you into? There's so many inappropriate things to talk about when I'm, I'm just talking to somebody face-to-face. I don't want, you know, it's none of, none of your business. Yeah,
0: none yeah.
1: of their business. So in a good community, it's very, yeah, it's very toxic in that way.
0: But why does it even have to be someone's business? You know, like, like where do they even think, where do people even think that, that they have the right to know your business, right? right. Like-
1: I don't go to a straight person and say, are you top or bottom? I never said I would never right. think about that. It's like wow, who am I to ask you? What's your best yeah. position when you're having sex? That is totally inappropriate for me to ask.
0: So totally. Th- I think it's inappropriate to ask, you know, what someone's sexuality is as long as they love who they are. That's all that matters. So right. what so let's say for instance, you I, I somebody <laughs> asked me what my sexuality is. Are you now you're asking me based off of your level of judgment? Now you're gonna judge me based off of what I give you. And you're not going to like the response I'm going to give you because the response I'm going to give you is, does it add any value to your life? Does knowing what I am add any value to your life? Can you do anything with it? How does it help you grow as a person? What can it do for you in the long run? Right. It's just it's – just, now you, you just – it's silly. It's a silly thought. Now you got Now – t- let's say I tell you that I'm straight. Now you got this – now you got this thought, oh, this person said he's a straight person. Okay, and does it matter who you are is who you are? It's, you know, yeah. you can't, you know, it's, and it's silly. And it's all, there, and it's there, so are,
1: there are some gays out there that think that it can turn anybody into a gay person.
0: You know, and that's their prerogative though. I don't, I can't, I don't have nothing against that. It's If that's what they think, then that's, as long as they're loyal to what they believe in and they honor what they believe in right so so be it you know because your life you know we live in we're individuals we live our lives we're not we're not generalized people we're human beings you know we're spiritual beings living the human experience not spiritual beings living the generalized experience
1: right
0: you know this is it's a i don't know and that goes the same for all areas when people say what's your net worth what does that matter to you you know? Or what's your race? When people, I love when people ask me what my race is. What does it matter to you what my race is? I'm a human being. I breathe, I, I eat, I drink water, I drink, and I do everything you do, you know? And at the end of the day, I see it like this, too. You know, let's say I'm, I'm going for a hike, and I come across a lion. That lion could give can I cuss on here real quick? Yeah. That lion could give two fucks with what I believe in, what my net worth is, you know, how I identify myself, uh what I've done in my past. The only thing that lion wants is to tear me up because it's hungry. And it's not gonna care. Right. And we don't even
1: wonder about their sexuality either. We don't we don't
0: we don't, you know, we don't. It's a, so it's like we're the it's like the human being. It's like we're just constantly, I think, in this race to understand what we are. We're trying to figure things out, but there's this judgment and there's this need to generalize everything, um, and it's it, 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 and that's the wrong way. I believe it's the backwards way, because when it's all said and done, it's over. You know, a comet comes on this planet. It's not going to choose. The person that's right or wrong—it's not going to say, "Oh, this person went by the Bible, so they're living right." But this person didn't. So let me wipe out. Ha- let me wipe out the, the the people that that are doing wrong, and let me keep the people. Around. No, that thing is going to wipe out the whole planet, yeah. and it's not going to think twice. And then all those beliefs that we thought up to now will become non-existent. And then you're going to have a new civilization having a hypothesis of what our civilization was
1: yeah yeah religion that's another another topic there but yeah. the called cult, the cultish relation religion, religion like now now i see them as cults too and either they they shaped our beliefs or yeah
0: they do it's,
1: undo it. <laughs> it's
0: it's all it's all you know it's it's a different world we live in now man and and it's, oh, religion's a different topic for you know, It's a totally different topic, but I truly really, these words, these words, they, they've only been around for so long. They've been translated over and over again. We don't even trust ourselves to make a decision, yet we'll trust words that have been translated over and over again. To fit a narrative. Remember in kindergarten when we play the game where we start by saying, you know, the sky is blue, the grass is green, and this is this. And then it gets back to you and you're talking about the, the sky is brown, I'm walking the dog, and I'm going home after this time. And like, what, what, that didn't, but it just goes to show at that time, you know, your words get translated over so many different times, it's not even what we think you know i love all aspects of religion but there's one thing in the bible that i'll go for and that i love and it's and i'll never forget it and it's be still and know that i am and when you're still and you know just be still and you'll understand everything you, you can interpret it any way you like and that's another thing i don't believe in right or wrong because you can interpret it however you want to interpret it but be still and know that i am and that's your understanding Right, I am doesn't have judgments. I am doesn't have labels. You know, yeah. so that's beautiful. Sun, we we share the same sun. We share the same sky. <laughs> it doesn't judge any of us. It just it just does what it does. I lo- You look outside. The same sky you look at is the same sky I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: May rains <laughs> on everybody. <May> rain <laughs> Sinners and not sinners. Well, we're all sinners. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and even then, no What's a sinner? What's a, What is a sinner? You know, like that word again. When was it created? And what's a? What really is a sin? If you think about yeah. it, if that word never existed, what is it?
1: That's guilt.
0: <laughs> you know? and then you then you unlayer you peel back the layers of it. Now you you go within to see. You know, there's so many layers to all this stuff, man. It's. Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, we can go on for hours.
0: Go on for hours, but I'm getting hungry, and I'm yeah. sure I don't, I don't want to take up much more of your time either.
1: No, no, for sure. uh Thank you once again, Marcel. To appreciate it. Bye before you go off the metaverse or the TikTok or <laughs> <verse>, whatever verse.
0: <laughs> yeah, TikTok. You can find me on TikTok for right for right now. It's learning from experience.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll post your I'll post your link below. Maybe, maybe not for that one person that that you know that shall not be named. But yeah, if you want to follow Marcel, follow <laughs> Marcel. Yeah,
0: follow me. Yeah, and, and for that one person that can't be named, I just pray she finds happiness. That's all. I pray that someone loves her the way she deserves to be loved.
1: Yeah, let us let us send her love, and oh. off she goes.
0: Off she goes, all gone with the wind.
1: Gone with the Wind. Don't talk about, oh, no, sorry. I was mixing Done with the Wind with uh, Wizard of Oz. But anyways, and listen, Marcel, thank you. And once again, guys, stay tuned for next week. With, I'm gonna talk about Machiavellianism. Yeah, Machiavellianism with uh, Joshua Wills. It's gonna come next week. But uh, in the meantime, guys, you can see this coming. And uh, stay tuned for next week.
0: Awesome! Awesome! Take care, guys. All right. We are go for liftoff in T minus thirty. Hit the record.